the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't change the Don't change Yes, a very good afternoon, everyone. Melbourne Cup Day. We've covered it quite a bit uh, since the race that stops the nation was run at 12 o'clock today in the run home with Hayes and Mardo. Hope you've had a terrific day. Let me tell you, uh, it is a great location here in the studios at SENWA. We're on the mezzanine area, basically the perimeter of the Optus Stadium, and we're looking right across at the Camfield and as I was coming to work uh, a couple of hours ago, there were still some ladies staggering out. You can see when they've had enough. They hold their shoes in their hand and they head towards a car park and they wait for the Uber driver to come. And there was plenty of taxis lined up. But saying that, there may be a few that have filtered out, but there's still a heap of people at the Canfield. And I thought to myself, I'm coming to work. If I had the opportunity to do what some of these young people are doing now, I reckon I'd struggle to butter up for work the next day. In fact, for the next couple of days. But these people will. These people will. And it also got me thinking, I reckon the Melbourne Cup gets run far too early in the day. I know there's a lot of Group 1 feature races, like the one a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Cox Plate and others, where the main feature race of the program, with the exception of... Derby Day, because we've got a heap of Group 1 races last Saturday at the start of the Melbourne Cup Carnival. But even for people here in Perth, wouldn't it be better if, for whatever reason, the Melbourne Cup, and even in Melbourne, started the second last race of the program, where a lot of the feature races tend to be slotted in? And it got me thinking, why isn't the Melbourne Cup maybe run at 4.30, 4.45 Melbourne time? It is daylight saving over there, so the sun is still very high in the sky, which would make it 1.30, 1.45 here in Perth. So you could sit down, have a nice lunch, and then relax, drink in hand after you've had a bit of a, a chance to sit around your table or whatever you're going to and watch the race. 12 o'clock's far too early. People are getting out of work at half past 10. They're racing to their function. As soon as they get there, the race is on. Then they've got the rest of the afternoon to kill. And as I said, it's certainly a great afternoon and a great evening for a lot of people. But I just thought it'd be a lot better for everybody if the race was run a bit later, as is the case with a lot of other feature races around the racing calendar, not here in Western Australia, but around the country as well. Give us your thoughts on it. 0419. Uh, let's get that text line again. That's my phone number I'm giving out. 0438. Yeah, go do it, Jimmy. Go it. Do it. Do the ding ding. Uh, 0487 736 736. And I swear, uh, not one drop of alcohol has entered my mouth today. But I just started giving out my phone number. Uh, 0487 736 736. That's a bedshed uh, text line. Of course, uh, bedshed are experts in temper mattresses. By the way, we're here for Kia's Epic Range, the Kia Sportage, Seltos, and EV6 GT, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. So it is the big one today. Uh, the race that stops the nation for the good oil for Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let's have a listen 
to the entire Melbourne Cup run for 2023. If you haven't had an opportunity to listen to the race and maybe you had a sweep or you had a, a bet on a particular horse and really didn't get an opportunity to see exactly where it was positioned and how it run today, here it is. The race in its entirety. Ready to go. And they're racing. And Solcom stood there again and missed it by about three lengths this time. Beginning well towards the inside was Magical Lagoon with also Serpentine and not too far away Absurd and also Vauban. Out deeper on the track, Future History and also Right You Are coming over and also Vow and Declare as four and five deep and at this point of the race is about two off the lead and trying to push up from Carla Poor. They were followed next in the field by in between horses True Marvel, Military Mission is next and just ahead of it is Absurd and also Vauban along the inside. Next is Gold Trip as they come down the straight with just over a lap to go. Next is Lestochka who's four deep around Shiraz and without a fight. They were followed by Ashrun, Breakup, Interpretation, Sulkham towards the back, more Felons and also Akita Sushi and two for the back as Virtuous Circle at the tail of the field as they leave the running the leader Serpentine by a length in second future history. Third is Magical Lagoon and Vow and Declare fourth one off the fence. Two lengths to right you are and Vauban followed by Absurd. Carla is three wide. Next along the inside is Gold Tripless Dotchka. In between horses, Military Mission and even speed in the cup from Alan Kerr. They were followed one off the fence by Deshaun Sweet Jr. True Marvel three wide. Well back without a fight, Ash Run Shiraz. Next along the inside, Sulkham Breakup Interpretation. Towards the back of the field, more felons, Akita Sushi. And last of all, Virtuous Circle. 1,700 metres to go in the Lexus. Melbourne Cup. Serpentine is the leader. From on the outside, Carla Poor and Future History is third. A length and a half, Magical Lagoon and also Vow and Declare and they get away at this stage as they reach the 1500 metres. They're four lengths in front of Right You Are and Vauban, saving every inch of ground. A length and a half, the stable made absurd and then came Gold Trip. A length away, La Scotia is three wide at this stage and then came Military Mission. A length away in the field is True Marvel and then came Alan Kerr to Shan Sweet Junior without a fight. Shiraz well back in the field. Well back two-thirds down as Ash runs Sulkham and Breakup and they were followed by more felons as they string right out at the 1,000 metres. Akita Sushi is well back in the field as well and towards the back interpretation and virtuous circle. So it's Serpentine running this along very solidly midway towards the 800 metres. It's a true staying test by two links to Carla Poor and Future History. Vow and Declare is nice and close. Three or four off them. They were followed by Right You Are. Vauban's only about four or five off them. Absurd the outside. Gold Trippers tanking through. Needs runs. Deshaun Sweet Juniors wedging through them. And Alan Kerr, plenty of hopes around the corner. Into the straight in the Lexus Melbourne Cup. And here's Vauban on the outside of Future History. And Vow and Declare between them. Absurd is also chiming in. 400 metres to go. It's Absurd moving up on the outside for Zach Purden. A length in front, but without a fight, is running on right down the centre of the track without a fight up to absurd vow and declare and Shiraz the bolter it's without a fight, a hundred metres to go, two or three lengths in front coming away from Shiraz and also Sulkham without a fight Mark Zara, a Melbourne Cup champion, wins it by two lengths second in the race was Sulkham third 
There you go, the running of the 2023 Melbourne Cup in its entirety without a fight from Solcom and Shiraz. Ashrun ran fourth. And, of course, Mark Zara's huge decision to ride without a fight in this year's Cup has paid off with victory in the $8.4 million classic. Now, the win marked a staggering triumph after Zara, who had the opportunity to continue on last year's win a gold trip, and trainers Anthony and Sam Freeman combined to win the Caulfield Cup with uh, without a fight just three weeks ago. Interesting regarding Mark Zara. A lot of people don't know, but uh, he actually started his racing career here in Western Australia and started his apprenticeship with Dean White. Now, his first race day ride was on Wall Spring, on Boxing Day back in 1988 at the Geraldton Racecourse. He won his first race at the same track in March of 1989. He then moved to Victoria to work for Brian Cox in Wodonga and later with Tony McAvoy at Lindsay Park. So there you go. It all started here for Mark Zara up there on the Crayfish Coast in Geraldton where he run uh, where he won his very first race, uh, which was back in around about 1989. Here is Mark Zara after winning the Melbourne Cup, his second in succession. Mark Zara is the 27th jockey to win the Melbourne Cup on more than one occasion. He's the first since Harry White in 78-79 to win it in back-to-back years on different horses. Gold trip last year without a fight this year. Tell us how you got it done from 16 like that. Um, my whole objective, I thought that my biggest opposition was my horse himself. You know, he can be quite keen, and I, I, he gave me a lot of. I went and worked him the other day, and he was keen. And so I go on the gates, he's relaxed, and I thought, oh, this is a good sign. But I, I always wanted to go to, if I could find the fence at any stage. He's a horse that relaxes much better on the fence. And when it came up, I knew I was back a fair way. But when you're on the fence, it always seems to chug forward a bit, you know. So slowly I gained grain ground by one by one up the inside, and. Um, said before, I was following Alan Kerr, but had Ollie on, so there's a tick. Gold Trip's in front of me, that's, that's a tick. Ryan Moore's in front of him, that's a tick. So I think I can stay here as long as I can. I'll wait for these three, uh, you know, excellent jockeys to start making their moves. We're going to follow them. So I did, Jay, make it off. Ollie probably didn't have the horse. And then all of a sudden, I started to travel. And he's a horse that, lucky, like a lot of stages, you've got to get up him. But on a horse like him, he's got to turn a foot. You, you can just sit there and you can take needle eyes. And I, I just managed to smoke up right behind the right horses. Poor old gold trip, he was only going just, I got up inside him. I think it was Vaban or um, Purton, I don't know, I'd lost focus by this time. And, and, but it, it was opening up and I was getting the front early, but I just knew, I thought, there's just no way on earth anything's coming from behind me and boom, away we went. How do you compare the two? And has this one got a little bit of relief attached to it, given how agonising the decision would have been to get off gold trip? Um, I, I suppose a little bit. I mean, you, you, your first Melbourne Cup, you can never compare to that ever, you know, because you just don't believe it's ever going to happen. And I, and I always said, I think winning one helps you a lot because I come into a race today and I thought, putting aside all the choosing and all that, I knew I was on a good horse, but when you win one, you know, a lot of jockeys strive their lifetime to win one. And you can go in thinking, this might be my chance, this might be a chance. But when you won one, you go, if I stuff it up, there's one at home in the cabinet anyway. So, you know, you can you, you afford that little bit of luxury. Um, but, like I said, to change horses and get a little bit of flack about my, my choice, I'll give it to me down the race here today, actually. Um, 
and for it to pay off, it's justified. And, you know, just thanks to my manager, Reese Murphy, Mark Hunter helps me perform, like guys that helped me sway the right way. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm really happy and very, very appreciative. While the decision to ride without a fight in the Cup is only a, a little over a week old, did you get a sense from him during the Queensland winter that he was going to be capable of springboarding like he has? Yeah, for sure. He's, he's winning the, um, the Q22, I think it's called, was... He pulled my arms out the whole way and still, you know, let loose. And I, and I remember coming in and saying his win was extraordinary. And my wife said, you never say anything like that about horses. You always downplay it. And I said, well, it was. And my whole thing was I didn't think he would get too mild because he was too keen. I actually said, aim him for the cox plate because he won't pull as hard. But to their credit, he came back such a more, more relaxed horse. And the way he went around today, you wouldn't even know and compare him to the horse of the winter. He was so relaxed in the run. I just spent nothing until probably the 800. A bit of colour coordination going on today. I'm much more composed. I had some time to breathe. I love you. So, so proud. All right, thank you. Mark, a, a special moment. We'll, we'll let you go and enjoy it, but you're now part of history, just the 12th horse to do the Cups double. Thanks, Nigel. Cheers. Yeah, good on you, courtesy of Racing.com. Mark Zara winning his second successive Melbourne Cup. What a moment for him. Uh, the big story today for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. Coming up on the program later today, we're going to be speaking to Peter Parker, former Test Match umpire. He currently uh, manages the uh, cricket officials uh, at Cricket Tasmania. He spent a bit of time at the West Australian Cricket Association, and he originated from Brisbane. But last night, something that's never happened before with Sri Lanka's Angelo Matthews, making the unfortunate cricketing history because he became the first player to be timed out at international level. What happened is that Matthews was coming into bat with Sri Lanka 135 for four uh, against Bangladesh, but due to a helmet issue was slow to take the crease. And while the 12th man ran to retrieve a new helmet, time continued to tick by and well over three minutes after the previous wicket, Matthews and the umpires were still in discussions. And then Bangladesh appealed, talks dragged on, and Matthews was timed out. We'll speak more about that rule and the fact that this is history-making. It's never happened in international cricket before when we speak to Peter Parker, former Test cricket umpire here on the program. That's coming up uh, shortly, so don't go away. We'll bring up you up to date with that. Speaking of bringing you up to date, we'll bring you up to date with what's happening. Australia are taking on Afghanistan in Cricket's World Cup in India, Steve Smith is out of the side, as we mentioned, and has been mentioned. He's just suffering from a bit of vertigo, so uh, he is out, Steve Smith. Australia are in the field. Afghanistan are one for 41 currently. We'll take you through the details on the other side of the break. And WA, who are taking on New South Wales, are finding it a bit difficult. At the SCG, we had Bo Casson, the senior assistant coach of the WA cricket side, on last night, and he suggested that maybe the wicket could be fairly trying. Well, it's been trying for most players, except for Ollie Davies of New South Wales, who cracked a century for New South Wales today to give him a pretty handsome first innings lead. But I'll give you all the details of that uh, on the other side of the break. And also we'll touch on what was a fantastic and exciting performance by the Perth Wildcats last night against the uh, Melbourne Tigers. Many thought that they would struggle against the Tigers, but they showed a lot of discipline, a lot of courage and determination to record a victory against the Melbourne United last night against the Perth Wildcats. You're saying to me, Jimmy, 
Yeah, they haven't been the Tigers for a while. Well, as I said, I'm, I haven't been... Uh, what's the word? I've been around a long time. I've seen many changes in the NBA. Of course, Melbourne United we were talking about. A quarter past five. You're listening to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. On Melbourne Cup Day, all thanks to the Kia's epic range, the Kia Sportage, Seltos and EV6 GT, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. Yes, well done to the Wildcats last night over Melbourne United. They're in Melbourne. It's a quarter past five.